always doing things my own way um doing things the way i feel are right people might not necessarily like it but i got to the point where you know i realized uh, we all have just one life to live and we have to make the best of it so yeah welcome to the social fabric podcast with me andrea splendori and this week my guest is yana Jana is a singer-songwriter from the Czech Republic with strong ties to Ireland. The songs in this podcast have been shortened for rice reason. The program is also broadcast weekly on Near FM and Flirt FM. Please subscribe, share and review. It's the only way podcasts like this have a chance to survive. For more information, please visit socialfabric.ie. The title tune is Alice by Lucky Bones. Can I call you up, oh Alice, on a Friday night? We could reminisce on old days and we could talk a while. Just sit and talk a while. Been so long now since I've seen So, Jana, let me first start, because uh, I'm sure you, you have things to do, like we all have things to do, especially on the Friday. It's a lovely, lovely day today here in Ireland. Uh, what's, what's it like there where you are today? Where are you? Where are you, actually? Let's start. Where, where are you? Czech Republic, actually. But uh, Ireland is for me like home away from home. So, you know, even though I'm physically here, I'm kind of, my heart is in Ireland anyway. So, uh you know, home away from home, I hope. Well, it's supposed to be raining here, I think, so it's not uh, nothing to write home about anyway. Okay. And tell me, so, uh, whereabouts are you? Tell me a bit more about uh, about you and about uh, the Czech Republic. So let's start with you. Tell me a bit more about you. I know very little about you other than your music, which I listened to this afternoon, and uh, whatever's on your website. So I don't know a huge amount. So tell me a bit more about Jana. Uh, like the music stuff and all that. Anything at all. Let's start from you. Then we get to the music. Well, uh, music has been part of me as long as I as I can remember. But I've never uh, had a dream to become a musician as such. You know, it's like it came naturally, and I kind of follow my heart there. So. You know, I didn't take any lessons as far as instruments or singing are concerned as a kid. So everything I know is, I learn it by myself. <laughs> yeah. So that's, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So just before you come to the music then, so tell me, tell me about you. Uh, tell me, well, what should we know about you? What do we need to know about you? Um, about the ch- you know, growing up in the Czech Republic, and we'll get to we'll get to well, your affinity with with Ireland in a minute. All right. Well, I was born and raised in Prague, in the capital, but I then went to uh, Brno, which is the second largest city, and it's actually closer to Vienna than Prague. I went there to study at, uni- at university, and I settled there, and I've been here ever since. So uh, that's. And I went to, I studied Spanish at university because I love languages. That's one of my passions. So uh, one of the few things I'm good at. (laughs) So I didn't have anything else to choose from, I suppose. So 
yeah. It, it's interesting because I interviewed a lady called uh, Vanda uh, a couple of you know a couple of episodes back, and Vanda's from the Czech Republic, and she also studies Spanish, and she told me a story of. Uh, of the, the, the language and the, you know, traveling to Spain was a great way for her to, to not to say get away from Czech Republic because you know, it, was a, it was a really important part of her life, but it gave her this new horizon. What was it for you? Like, what was it like growing up in the Czech Republic? Well, uh, it was good, I think. Well, I don't remember that much from my childhood, I traveled quite a lot with my parents going on holidays and stuff like that. So I, as a kid, I got to see quite a lot of places abroad as well, which, you know, I have to see the pictures from that, uh, from those times to remind me because, you know, as, as a kid, you don't really care about sightseeing and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, I had a nice, nice time as a child. I think. I don't know. <laughs> the one thing that interests me because she Vanda spoke about uh, growing up during the you know when the Belgian Revolution happened. Do you have uh, a recollection of the recollection? Uh, of that? Not really. I, I I was just wee kid at that point, so I I don't have that many memories of okay. that. I know that it happened. I know my parents went to the main square to experience the whole thing, but uh, me personally, I don't have any particular memories of that okay. at all. Okay, no problem at all. So, uh, okay, so tell me about um, uh, your affinity with, with Ireland. That's, uh, that's an interesting one. How did that come about? Well, it started in 2004, where... I wanted to go somewhere during the summer to practice my English. And everybody at that time were going to UK and to London and all that. And I didn't want that. I wanted to, to do something a little bit different. So that's where, uh, that's where it began. I spent four weeks in Dublin at that point, you know, exploring the places, traveling around a little bit. And... Then I came back three years later and spent three weeks in Galway. Then um, I think that's where I didn't really know the exact moment where it really kind of dawned on me that this is some, something special going on. But uh, the West is just special. It just it has a special place in my heart since. So, uh, I haven't even been thinking of moving to Ireland for a long time, but we all know what the situation is like, so not, not happening in the end, but I'm grateful to be able to come over as often as I can. Um, I, uh, you had uh, Martin Pretorius uh, on this podcast some time ago, and he spoke about his relationship to Ireland as well. And when I listened to that, I I felt like I'm I'm listening to my twin because that's exactly he completely nailed my feelings there as well. Because every time I step off the plane in Dublin, I'm, uh, I feel like okay, I'm home again for a few days. <laughs> That's that's really interesting because, uh, as you know, obviously I'm Italian and uh, I've been here a long time, thirty years or so. But uh, 
I kind of have a, a good recollection of what was it like the first time and what really impacted me about Ireland. What was it for you? I know you said very similar to Martin, but if you were to pin down something that really struck you, apart from the beauty of the West, as we all know it's fantastic, well, the West of Ireland. What I'd else? Say, well, I'd say it's about, it was and it still is about people for me. It's partially in the first experience that I had uh, with the island, well, uh, I'm not used, I'm continue to be surprised how friendly the Irish people are because I'm not used to that. Uh, back home, uh, people here are a little bit distant in terms of talking to strangers and things like that. So it really surprised me where, you know, the Irish, they see you first few minutes in their lives and probably in most cases the last ones and they talk to you like you're a friend of theirs which is like I don't know if that exists anywhere else so that's uh, that's probably the main thing that kind of got me and the longer I've been coming to Ireland uh, the stronger this this impression gets because Nowadays, the closest friends I have are mostly in Ireland, so it doesn't have that much to do with the location as with people themselves. Wonderful. Yeah, it's great to hear, and I, I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, all these years, I, I kind of consider myself half Irish at this stage. I've been here for too long, but uh, no, I agree. And yes, here, well, I've been kind of saying that I'm... <laughs> sort of adopted by the Irish at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So let's start with the first song you gave me, which is Interference, and the song is Sail On. Tell me about that song. Why did you pick it? Well, uh, those who knew me are well aware that Interference are my biggest heroes and biggest inspiration in songwriting. I just look up to them very much too, to the way they write songs. And I had the joy of being a friend of the late Fergus O'Farrell, who was their frontman, and he passed away six years ago. And it's just, I, it's tough to pick just one song because they're all, all their songs are special in their own way. And it's just, you have to dig deeper beyond what's set to to really see what's in there. So, and that not too many people know about them. So, you know, my my intention, besides being a little bit biased here, is to get the word out there and let people know, hey, you know, this is something really interesting, and it needs to get a little bit of recognition. The moon is a ship at night. And it sails over star of sea And it sails sea God lovers To hear things they say to each other Well, if life was a fairy tale Every word would come true And as you lie here by my side I'd whisper Okay, great. Thanks very much. And um, you mentioned something earlier on about uh, music didn't kind of you, you know yourself taught and it didn't really come naturally, but almost well, sorry, it came naturally, but it didn't. It wasn't something you were expecting. You were going to end up doing. 
Tell me about that, that journey then from, you know, studying Spanish and moving from Prague to Bern and now all of a sudden music is starting to pop into your horizon as such. Well, tell me a bit about all of that. Uh, well, it's pretty much uh, connected to interference, basically, because uh, when Fergus passed away in February 2016, that was a big turning point for me, both as a person and as a creative human being as well, because I realized how short life can be at that point. Um, there is no point in waiting for something or for the right moment to start doing something. Because to that point, I had been someone who sort of tried to do things that were expected of me, if you like. Um, not necessarily making myself happy, but... When this happened, I, I kind of realized, you know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, you know, I threw myself into, into writing music and songs and expressing myself that way because I had always been writing something, but never thought I could take it further and actually perform and, and let other people hear it. So, yeah. That, that's interesting. If I could just bring you back one second to something you just said there, because it, the, the, the genesis of this podcast was very much that about talking to people and figuring out why, how, when we found we found our passion, and now we follow that passion or that call, whatever it may be. And and you mentioned you know, things were expected of you, uh, and I know exactly what you mean. But if can you elaborate a bit more? That you know, you don't have to say you have to go to specific. But well, how did you felt? Or, how did you feel when uh, you know you were expected to do something? And you know, tell me, can you tell me a bit more? Well, about I that? wasn't. Uh, I kind of felt that people around me kind of expected me to take a certain path in life and kind of follow the the general you know rule, if you like, you know, go to college, get a job, get married, and all that, all the kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I had always been the black sheep, if you like. It's, I'm, I'm always doing things my own way, um, doing things the way I feel are right. People might not necessarily like it, but I got to the point where, you know, I realized uh, we all have just one life to live and we have to make the best of it. So, yeah. That's brilliant. So you, you mentioned you've always been written, you've always been writing something, and and then you decided to put uh, put it into music. But it, you know, writing and writing a song are quite different things, aren't they? Or are they? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, as I, as I said earlier on, like writing songs hasn't never been my goal or anything. I. I, I even thought at one point I'm not good enough to do, do that kind of thing. But uh, if you don't try, you never know, as they say. So, and we all, we all started somewhere and, you know, even all these famous people, you know, they, they all had to, uh, had to earn their, their, their way and then, you know, put the work in. So, so yeah, so it's, you know, I've always 
Uh, even as a, as a listener to music, I've always been fascinated by words and by lyrics. So that's why uh, I'm kind of focusing my my attention even in the songs on on the lyrics and keeping the music simple to to let let the message come across. It tells me something because I, I think I've always asked this question to any the musicians and artists that come to this on this podcast. What is your uh, writing process? Just I'm just curious. It's just and I know everybody's different. What is your songwriting process? Well, my songwriting process is I always write the lyrics first. It may start with a with an idea. It may start with an observation of something that either has happened to me because most of my songs are based on the personal experience or it might be a reaction to something that's happening around me and all the kind of thing but the lyrics always come first and then I'm, I, I get certain feel from them and get an idea of the message that I want to uh, pass on to to whoever uh, hears the song so that's where uh, the initial feel comes on and then I'm trying to figure out the, the melody that, that will go along with it. Yeah and uh, as I said I was listening to your songs uh, a couple of them anyway this afternoon and uh, before I describe them how would you describe your music for people that haven't heard you yet how would you describe your your genre or your, your music what would uh, what would you <gasps> I would say I would say it's a folk music uh, with Celtic influences, definitely. Mm. And uh, you know, it's quite somber. Am I right? So the, at least the songs, that, you know, the, the, your lyrics and your music go very well together. You should say so. You know, your music, your 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 sound goes very well together. But it's quite um, introspective. Would that be a good word? Yeah, that's the that, that's a nice nice way to put it, and you're right there actually, because that's that goes back to you know being we all have people who inspire us, and we try to not necessarily do the things like them, but take the inspiration from their work and make something of our own that kind of follows the same mood, mm. and. I've always been drawn to the darkness, if you like, or to the introspective world or the the emotional side of humans and things like that. Because I find it easier to write songs like that than, of course, there are people who have been telling me you should write happier songs and, and things like that. But... I know somewhere inside me that if I tried, it wouldn't be me because it wouldn't come from who I am as a, as a human being. Absolutely. And what, what, what draws you to, the, to the, the darkness as such, as you call it, or to the, these emotions of the human being? What, what is the draw? I don't, I don't know. Probably the, the desire of exploring the, the human soul or, you know, get into the shoes of, you know, someone who's facing her time and, and trying to... Because 
I, that's that's another thing uh, that fascinates me. I always been inter- in, interested in psychology and all that. Never it it never got anywhere that I I never studied it or anything. But I I love reading books about it, even fiction stories and and things like that. So it's it's interesting to see what lies beneath. And what cannot be seen. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, and and it's great when you're able to to uh, to convey that message through music. It's something that I attempted a few times and never successfully uh, managed to do it. So that's why I'm also very curious personally to find out how people do it. But it, it's great. And tell me, no, but I'm curious about that. Just tell me a bit more because. I, <clears throat> So what was it like the first time you actually kind of finally sat down, you had your lyrics, you, know, you had a melody in your head, and then you put it to, to actual music, to guitar, to piano, whatever. Tell me, tell me what was it like that, that moment, so that, 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 that song that was fully formed uh, in your head well, came out. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's an interesting one, because the first uh, actual song that... I put together was also the first collaboration that I did and quite an uh, unexpected one because as I said before uh, I write lyrics first and then try to put the melody that would suit them but in this case uh, because that song was quite a, a personal one it's it's uh, we spoke about uh, interference and and Fergus O'Farrell earlier on, and that song was uh, written as a tribute to him. So uh, I kind of pushed my myself and my heart out there because uh, I was ex- trying to process all that happened through music and through songwriting, but I. Didn't I couldn't figure out the the melody that uh, would suit the song, and that I wouldn't like it. That's that's our uh, thing because I'm a huge perfectionist, so it's tough to uh, come with something that I enjoy or I, I that I like. But uh, there came a time where I shared uh, the lyrics with a friend called Liam Ora, who's a songwriter himself. And we were exchanging ideas and and he uh, encouraged me. So he shared something of of his own there. So I sent him the lyrics um, to see what he thinks. And he liked it to the point that he wrote the melody for the song the next day, I think. So that came out kind of unexpectedly but uh i think we're very proud to see the song being out there and the way it's turned out to be because it's just it's just something very very special and it continues to resonate resonate with people which which is the best thing we can hope for i think and what's the title of that song yana the book of your life 
the book of your life. Yeah, I was listening to that today. Yeah, um, you will find it on my on my debut EP released nearly two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's great. Uh, again, last question on this, and uh, um, but it's uh, I think it's important to know. So when when Liam came back to you and said, "Here, put some melody to this." Was it what you were expecting, or was it something completely different? Uh, it w- was more than I expected. It just exceeded my expectations. And honestly, uh, when I heard the f- initial demo, I was crying like a little child because he completely nailed the feeling I had in mind, but wasn't able to to actually figure out the music, but. He completely nailed it there. I'm, I'm really grateful that he came in and he's forever part of it. Brilliant. Fantastic. So tell me about your second song, which is uh, Skylark and Mick Christopher. Well, uh, that's another... Um, I've got what I call the holy trinity of influences, which is... Uh, formed by Interference, Mick Christopher and Glenn Hansard. And I chose Skylarkin because it contains, we talk about my passion for words and for lyrics earlier on. And this one contains, I think, one of the best lines ever, which goes, my songs are friends I'll never know. I think that line is just incredible. It's I think everyone who writes songs can totally relate to that. You learned a lot while you were up there uh, About this foolish game And finding cause to let your nightmares uh, from your bedroom window because ah, you don't want to play. Yeah, it's a fantastic it's a fantastic album again great great artist uh, gone way too early uh, but uh, yeah amazing yeah amazing um so speaking of uh, collaborations then you uh, also started to collaborate with liam liam and wellen um, yeah well um we did uh, two songs for, for on my on my WEP there, and that was uh, an artistic dream come true because I know Liam for a long time, but I look up to his work very much, and I got a huge admir- admiration for him. So I kind of went out of my comfort zone were asking him to to be part of it because I never thought that he would be willing to work with someone like myself. But uh, one thing is, if you don't ask, you never you never know what's ha- what happens. And the other thing is, uh, knowing Liam the way I do, I wouldn't imagine him saying no to someone. So. If he did, it would be for reasons that he simply doesn't have time for uh, for doing the, the work that people are asking him to. But 
other than that, uh, he's just so uh, helpful and so encouraging because, you know, he knows what it's like. He's been there. So, but it was just um, magic to that needs to be witnessed to be believed, I, I think, because it's just the way he, he adds the feeling to songs and perceives or gets the music into himself is just amazing. He's so so into it that it's it's mind-blowing. So I'm I'm very proud that uh, we managed to to work together. Yeah, and uh, I know Liam and uh, I know the other guys, uh, you know, Fiefen and uh, Peter, but they, they are, one thing that always comes to mind when I think about them is uh, generosity, you know, they're very generous. And, and, yeah. and what you're describing there with Liam uh, and the way it transcends music, it's, it's, it's quite unique. You know, it really, it's, it goes through, goes through him and uh, yeah. before it comes out the other, it's amazing. So that's fantastic. So let's see a couple of songs, uh, Distant Shore, and Will You Be There, right? They're the two that yeah. you did with him. Yeah. And uh, so, so for uh, like a, a starter musician, because you're relatively new to this world, um, you really kind of have a couple of really interesting uh, uh, tunes in there. What's what are the plans for for um, for the present and the future? What what's happening? What are you working on? Uh, well, uh, I just released uh, the first single of my uh, forthcoming debut album few few days ago. That song is called Reach Out, and that's the first taste of what I'm up to at the moment, um, first taste of my new work. And I've been working on, on the album since Christmas. I, uh, the, the recording began in, in Dublin just before Christmas, and I'll be back in the near future to finish the remaining bits and pieces there. But, yeah, we're, uh, um, I did uh, my best to uh, make the songs uh, the way I, I imagined them. And I've got wonderful team of people involved with, with the album. So uh, it's basically different arrangements on every song and a uh, combination of uh, collaboration offers placed and received. So I'm really, really excited about it and can't wait to share it with, with people and launch the album properly as well because I didn't get a chance to do so uh, with the EP for obvious reasons. So hopefully uh, the situation is going to be different this time and uh, I'll show the songs to some live human beings uh, and because there is nothing nothing beats the immediate reaction when people hear the songs you know it's like yeah so like exciting times to have definitely it's so so there's so much going on that uh that I cannot even reveal everything just just yet, but uh, stay stay tuned, and and that that will be worth the wait, definitely. Absolutely, and congratulations! I mean, it sounds fantastic. Oh, sounds like a great project, a great project. 
Well, allow me to be curious because that's what I do. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just thinking of you in Czech Republic and coming to Dublin to record. Um, I mean, why not record in the Czech Republic? Well, it's simple because I don't know that many people in the in the music music industry here. That's uh, that's one thing. Another reason being that uh, I. Uh, recorded uh, the major part of the album in the same studio as the EP, which is uh, AP Studios in in Dublin, and that's uh, that's the best place I could have come across. And I'm just so uh, grateful and feel so fortunate to to be able to do so. And the First reason being that most of the people that I work with I are based in Ireland anyway, so I try to get them in the studio and play with them on the spot whenever I can. It's not always possible because uh, almost all corners of the island are involved here, so uh, there are quite a few parts that are going to be done remotely, but... Uh, I try to to uh, get the musicians in the room with me whenever I can. Brilliant. Um, just again, I know a little bit about the music business, um, and it is a business as well as a passion. And obviously, you're 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 talking very passionate about why you're doing it. At the same time, there is a there is a commercial end of things. How? And you, you, you mentioned about going in, uh, going back in front of an audience, which is fantastic. I can't wait for gigs to start properly again. How how do you see it? Like, you know, is there much money in it for you at the end of the day? Well, not so much because, you know, I haven't had that many gigs yet. Uh, in fact, I'm still waiting for the first proper gig of mine anyway. So, uh the only things I've managed to do so far were like open mics and getting support slots here and there, and and that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. But I also think that you need to sort of climb your way up if you if you like. It's you know you you can't expect to get all the major spots and everything as soon as you pick up your instrument. So, you know, that's all, I see it as a journey where, you know, everything that happens is is an experience that you learn from, be it uh, good or bad, it's all it's all part of it. So you take everything as a lesson, you, you learn from it, and it helps you in the, in the, in the next phase of your adventure at the same time. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love the way you call it the journey. It is a journey. Um, are you doing this full time, Yana, or are you doing other no. stuff? No, yeah. So no, no, no. Um, I'm writing about music as a as a music journalist in, in my what I call other life, but I tend to not to combine these two things because I see them as two separate entities, but sometimes it's in a, inevitable and sometimes it kind of joins and, and borders are crossed but in most cases I try to maintain the distance between the two. Sometimes the two collide 
but that's it. That's good. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me about your last song, which is Cloud Cult Step Forward. Well, that's another uh, example of um, philosophical lyrics where um, something is said, but you have to dig into the words to pick up the real meaning. And in this case, I find this song really optimistic and encouraging, and it has kind of helped me in the dark times where things weren't really good. And... I needed something positive to drag me out from there. And this was one of the songs that I I often turn to this one where, you know, I need to cheer myself self up a little bit. When your life is finished burning down, you'll be all that's left standing there. You'll become a baby cumulus, fly up to the firmament. No one gets to know the purpose We need to learn to live without knowing why All we are saying is step forward, step forward mentioned the interference as one of the main influences, but I also read on your website uh, you mentioned this um, the, the, the Czech Elvis, um, Carol Zisch, I don't know if I pronounced the name correctly. Tell me a bit more, because my knowledge of uh, Czech music is pretty much nil, apart from some of the stuff Glenn Answer did in the past there, but I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> if, the, if uh, what kind of music scene there is, who was Carol Zisch? Well, Carol Zisch is um... It goes back to the early days. It's the he's the first um, musical hero of mine who also became a friend later on. But he was the first one who inspired me to pick up the guitar because he was not only a wonderful singer himself, uh, with incredibly similar voice to Elvis, hence the, the, the nickname there. And he was also a master of a 12-string guitar, which is, that's also where uh, my love for that uh, instrument came from. But I always thought that this is something that only the masters I, are able to play. And, you know, the... Uh, the ordinary uh, musician doesn't have what it takes to to use it in its full uh, capability or whatever. So yeah, so that's uh, he's he, he's a key figure in in the life of me as an artist because if it wasn't for his encouragement, I probably wouldn't have never picked up the guitar and be where I am now. But, um, we we all have somebody like that, I think. Absolutely. You say a couple of things interesting there. Um, the 12 string guitar, I've been playing guitar most of my life, but uh, I don't think I ever even touched a 12 string guitar. <laughs> well, how much is the difference uh, between the 6 and the 12? Well, uh, as for, I don't know that much about it here, but uh, as far as I know, the tuning is different a little bit. Because some some strings are tuned the same way as the one next to them, and the others are tuned a little bit differently. Don't know exactly what the story is there, 
But, uh, and the major difference is in the sound because it's just this full, uh, rich sound that you wouldn't be able to make with a sixth, even if you try it. So, but it also, it has its uh, pros and cons, like everything. You cannot play every genre on it. It's just, you cannot play country or bluegrass or whatever on that. I, 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 I don't know. So, yeah. And uh, in terms of the, the music scene in, in the Czech Republic at the moment, so like I do a, another show on the radio where I, I try to play all the brand new music that comes out of Ireland, try to, to, to give space to as many unsigned musicians as possible. Because, you know, we, a lot of the radio stations here and everywhere play the standard, you know, you're American, you're English, yeah. you know, the, the big mm-hmm. names as such. Yeah. What's it like in the Czech Republic? You know, you've been in the in the writing business in that. But is is there space for it? And is the the the, the native, the, you know, the the music uh, given the space? And what's it like? What's it like? Well, I don't think there's uh, as much space for uh, independent or the unsigned scene as we would like. Because there used to be a lot of open mic nights and things like that, but uh, most of them are long gone, not because of the pandemic, but simply because these nights were run by volunteers and they you know, couldn't afford to, to put their own money in something that wasn't uh, gathering the, 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 generating the money back. So... And in terms of the radio, I think there is the same or similar situation in most countries where, you know, the major stations won't play somebody like myself, you know, because there's no, there's no way like the the unsigned artist would get a chance to get uh, their music to national radio, whatever. Uh, You have to probably pull some strings there that I don't have any means to do so so yeah so I I think it's it's pretty much uh, similar to to Ireland as well in this yeah well uh, thankfully there are plenty of DJs here that do a great job for to 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 make sure that everybody gets some airplay and and yeah. you know send me your music I'll make sure to play it on my show anytime <laughs> so that's for sure but listen the last question I have like you're a music journalist and now that you're also a musician and an artist so how and I, I know there's there's been a couple of reviews I'm sure there's been more than a couple of reviews but how do you take the reviews and how how prepared are you to take a good or a bad review well uh, I'm basically open to whoever takes the time to contact me and not restricted to certain genre or, or anything. Of course, uh, there are cases where uh, somebody doing heavy metal or anything, I wouldn't have a clue in there at all. But generally speaking, I don't refuse anyone. And nowadays, uh, I think I've built quite a name for myself. So I work with quite a few PR companies who, whenever their artists put something new out, I got the, their music that way. 
or uh, the artist sometimes contact me directly or it's uh, me contacted someone who you know I, I see them at a gig or something and I enjoy their music to the point where where I think hmm, I might you know offer them review and see see what they think so there are all kinds of all kinds of ways and all kinds of possibilities on yeah. the, the list gets longer every time but I'm, I'm delighted because that's where I see the advantage of uh, being a musician at the same time because I see uh, I can see what it means to get a review but at the same time how tough it is to get the right people to listen to your music so yeah and I that's obviously uh, hand, uh, I, I try to lend a helping hand whenever I can. Yeah. So yeah, but it's obviously that's what I think I was trying to get with my question in terms of if I write a review about your song, um, you know, it could be good, could be bad, could be indifferent, whatever. I could be a lazy journalist and decide, ah, <laughs> I'm just gonna write something because I need to fill a uh, half a column or something. Uh, and let you knowing both sides of it, 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 I'm curious how you how you take a bad review, if hopefully there won't be any, but if it comes a bad review, how, how do you take it? Do you take it personally or just move on and do your... Well, do your I, try, I try not to take it personally because it's, you know, we're humans and humans have the right to have different opinions and you cannot, as an artist, you cannot please everyone out there. So you, you cannot, I'm not saying have to count with uh, the bad reviews but you have to be prepared for the bad uh, feedback because people have different tastes and I I had quite a few not so favorable reactions even from people who know me where uh, it didn't really fell into their taste and it was tough to to swallow at first but then uh, I, I kind of realized well you know that's that's another lesson to take, and it's that's the point of it. That's uh, as uh, Liam Wiley said in in one interview years ago, uh, where he was talking about this, and he said, "Well, once you let the song out there, it's not yours anymore." In the sense, in the sense of everyone can take whatever they fancy from it. So, you know, it has its own life, so to speak. So. I don't. I, I try not to take it personally when something negative comes in. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, uh, no, and absolutely. And, and as part of that journey you were talking about, as part of, uh, yeah, as soon as you get in front of an audience, that's that's where you get your reviews. You know, your your applause, your standing ovation, and everything else that comes with it. So, well, hopefully we'll, we'll see you at some point in Ireland doing all of that in front of an audience. But just before before I let you go, Yana. I always ask people to give me one book recommendation, just anything at all, anything you read recently or a long time ago, something that you go, yeah, go and have a read of that. Oh, let me see. Well, I will recommend uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo by Stig Larsson. That's uh, because I'm an avid reader myself. And this is the book that started my uh passion for these Nordic thrillers, if you like. Nowadays, there are so many authors from various uh, Nordic countries, but 
I think this one kind of made the way for them to. Yeah, it's a, fan- yeah. it's a fantastic page, Tony. It's brilliant. Absolutely. I love it. Oh. I love it. So, yeah, now look, I just want to thank you for your time and to share your story. And uh, as I say, I would put in the show notes your your all your links to your website. And uh, best of luck with finishing the the recording of your album. And uh, as I say, hopefully we'll see you in Wheelands so or one of the these venues, uh, either your own gig or supporting somebody, whatever it takes, and we we'll keep an eye out. Go, uh, that's that's long. That's long way to go, but I'm I'm optimistic that there are brighter days ahead. Too. Ah, sure, things happen. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. You know. So hopefully we'll see you there. But in the meantime, as I say, best of luck with finishing the album, and uh, and thanks again for um, for speaking with me. Thanks very much. I really enjoy that. Thanks for listening to the Social Fabric Podcast. And I leave you with Yana's latest single, Reach Out. You hear people say It's gonna be Just them down